The views and opinions expressed in the following podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the DVM Production Empire. That's how you know what's good. You're listening to the DVM Production Empire. DVMP. Now celebrating 10 years on the air, online, and in your ears. Thank God, has it been that long? Jo- jo- join the millions of subscribers and be a part of the Empire today at www.dvmpe.com. I can't believe you got me to come here. Um, I mean, I'm I'm glad that you. It seems a little bit unethical to be putting this on air, though, right? Isn't shouldn't this be confidential? I mean, isn't that my our, our choice? I mean, we're the people talking about it, our stuff. Fair enough. I had to sign a lot of paperwork. All right, this is ethical, right? Um, it's unconventional, but okay. I wouldn't say it's necessary unethical. Okay. Okay. I mean, reality TV now is kind of kind of like this, I guess. Oh yeah, I don't like reality TV. So, did, I mean, we're not taking any callers. Well, no. This episode, this is kind of our reality TV snippet. We're in the little room talking to the camera, except the camera is 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 our doctor. Yeah. Here. Hi, I'm Claire Hastings. Doctor Hastings. Doctor Hastings. Hastings uh, yes. Yeah, I didn't want the listeners to. I mean, you know, I'm when it comes to the listeners of the show, I'm an open book. I don't want them to be like, "Well, what's going on with David? Why is like if something changes or whatever?" You know, I want them to know. I I'm just glad that you agreed to come to therapy. I'm glad you're coming with me. Well, I kind of have to do everything with you. Well, yeah, but I also feel like this is this could be helpful to you. Maybe. I mean, you know, you're going through a lot with with Mark. I am, but I, it's not also not a thing that I like to talk about. Well, I, I like to listen to other people. I like to help other people. I don't I, necessarily I that, like to but, talk about myself. But does doc- Dr. Hastings came very came very highly recommended from multiple colleagues. So thank yeah, you. I mean, we're both going through things. I mean, but Elizabeth's husband Mark is a douchebag. He is who he is, which is a douchebag. Okay. But, I mean, you you know it. I guess the most important thing is decide what you really want to hone in today. You brought up several several possible issues in the past three sentences. So, what are you looking to focus on? Well, I think maybe this is the most the most recent thing. Um, uh, so, I I purchased a praying mantis oh. um, for David. Praying mantis' name is Roger. Uh, David R. Uh, R. Roger. bonded bonded with bonded with him instantly. Um, they became very close, and then uh, unfortunately, a couple couple days ago, uh, due to an unfortunate series of events, um, Roger passed away, and David has had a very hard time dealing with that. Okay, okay, a couple of things. Um, so, David, the yeah. the focus of this for you today that you'd like to discuss is Roger. I would like to a. I want to feel. Less confused. Like, over the past couple weeks, I've been, even before Roger, I've been really just unsure of everything. And also, you know, I want, I want Elizabeth to be happy too. And I feel like, I don't, even though they sound like they're separate things, I don't know if they're, they are. Um, they they do sound like separate things. I do find is that why um, Elizabeth answered the question when I asked what you guys wanted to focus on. I mean, I don't know. 
by talking to both of you today. Your insurance was who I ran, David, which was non-existent, but... Right. Yeah, I don't do insurance yeah. because it's, you know, run through big I'm, corporations. And- I'm actually his legal guardian, so... Oh, she okay. is. Which is part of the okay. reason that I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you my insurance paperwork at the end of the session. Okay. You, you, you will get paid, it. I promise. That's I'm not Very important work. You still have insurance? Yes, David. I, I have to have insurance. It's literally the law, but I, also I get good in- insurance through work. Yeah, but you know how I feel about the law and big corporations. Also, your medication is expensive. I guess. So <sighs> is mine. You're on, a, you're on medication? That's none of your business. No, I want to know. You're, you know what medications I'm on. That's because I have to get all your. Pre- I have to fill all of his prescriptions for him because he doesn't leave the house um, and he doesn't trust the mail order services. Okay. So, um, I I'm on a first name basis with our pharma- pharmacist. His name's Phil. Nice guy. Uh, but yeah, trying trying to wean David off of many as many of the medications as I can. Um, but what medications is David on? Uh, he's on uh, antidepressants. He's on anti-anxiety. Uh, he's on some anti-hallucinogenic uh, medications. That's quite also, a bit. Also, uh, we're dabbling in uh, the cannabis and medical marijuana, seeing if maybe that can help a little bit. Okay. So. Yeah. How about you, though? What do you What do That's you none medicate? of your business. Well, and not a thing fair? that I have to discuss. It's not fair. I tell you what, David, when you become my legal guardian, because I can no longer take care of myself, then you can know all of my secrets. Dr. Hastings, can can you make me her legal guardian? Oh, uh, we could be each other's doc- legal guardians. Um, actually, call me Claire. Okay, Claire. Um, there's there's no reason that that would happen. Um, oh, that's, that's not fair. Not. And, uh, you know, I don't know. You seem to want to focus on Elizabeth as well. Elizabeth, I get the impression you don't really want to talk about anything today, either whether I, your husband or any medications, and that's fine. Just want to establish the guidelines. Of I what think we- I think it's more important for for David to to talk to someone that isn't me. I think it's more important that we both have the ability to talk to somebody. Because yeah, I'm going through shit, and that's true. I admit that, but we all need someone to talk to at times. Well, so if Elizabeth yeah. decides that she wants to see counseling, she can you know find someone and go. At, on her own sessions, if she'd like, um, she might not want to share that part with you. Does that does that bother you? Yeah. And why is that? Because I share all my stuff with her. Well, maybe that's okay. Uh, why? Well, if she's your legal guardian, she's she's. Do you think that she wants to hurt you with any information that no, she has? No, but even if she wasn't my legal guardian, I would still share all my stuff with her. She's the first one that found out about Sheila getting taken by the mole people. I'm I'm sorry. Um, Sheila. Uh, yeah, his his estranged wife. My wife. And she was taken by mole people. Yeah. Okay. Um. Why Why do you feel that way? Because she was taken by the mole people. Okay. Sheila. Um. She walked out on David <sighs> uh, a while ago, and he has been unable to deal with uh with it. So he, as a coping mechanism, has. Deluded himself into thinking that she's been kidnapped by supernatural creatures and didn't simply just leave him, even though they had been very unhappy for some time. We were going to have kids. You weren't going to have kids. We were. T- we talked about having kids. You talked about it. That's not the same as you were going to have kids. You said, I want children. She said, I don't. So... Do you think that might be part of the reason why David feels like you don't share anything with him or hesitant to share things with you? He told you about this theory about Sheila. No matter whether it's true or not, if you disagree, do you think that perhaps he feels as though you've dismissed his theories or his feelings about that? I think that that's definitely possible. However, I also think that it's important to help David with all of his issues, keep him grounded in reality. I don't know that it's necessarily good to play into these delusions. Seems unhealthy. (sighs) Can we not call them delusions? She was taken by the mole people. You know what? I I am also a therapist. I've been over this and over this and over this with him. So, Dr. Hastings, I'm going to let you handle this for a minute because I feel like he uh, he doesn't listen to me anymore. I listen to you all the time. Well, what, what happened on the day 
But tell me about the last time you saw Sheila. Okay, so we were in the trailer. Okay. And... This is before he had to move into the basement. <sighs> okay. He burned his trailer down. For good reason. For good reason. He burned his trailer down. Okay, what 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 was the reason? Why did you... Well, let's... We'll get there. Um, okay. You were in the trailer. We were in the trailer. We had opened up a box of wine. We had a, drank maybe three quarters of the box. Okay. We were snuggled up together, talking about family, the idea of building a family. You know, I told her, we were talking, and I said, you know, maybe three kids, maybe four, you know, uh, a good mix of boys and girls, you know. Obviously, you can't decide, but, we, you know, at least one of each. And we fell asleep on the couch together. The next morning... There was a bunch of dirt on the floor. Okay. Um, a note that said, we have your wife. She's not coming back. And she was gone. Okay. Um, did you go to the police with any of this information? No, or I don't, what I don't trust steps? the police. Okay. So you just took, do you still have the note? Yeah. Okay. Um, was there any sort of evidence of a tunnel? I mean, there was the dirt. But there was just dirt. Like well, they're good at covering their tracks. Dirt. I mean, it's not like, you know, I mean, they they dug a tunnel. They would have they would have dug it in a way where it would have covered it back up as they went. Okay. Um, and then is that why you started? You have a podcast. Is that correct? Well, yeah, it's called Freak of the Week. Okay, and that's why you started. Well, I mean, it's part of the reason. Like, I want people to be able to know the truth about all the things that are out there, including mole people. But they're not the only thing out there. Were you interested in the mole people and things that were out there before Sheila disappeared? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I have 90% of a cryptozoology doctorate done. 90% of a cryptozoology doctorate, yeah. yeah. You, you have 100% of a cryptozoology doctorate done. I do. Doctorate I done. figured so, I'd I mean, as well uh, finish what David couldn't so I could maybe try to relate to him on, on another level. Um, but... He dropped out of college uh, to start the family right after Sheila left. So I'm noticing a lot of tension between you. I mean, I feel like Elizabeth, do you, are you upset that you're his legal guardian? Are you ti- are you tired of? Um, I don't want to say that I'm upset that I'm his legal guardian. I love my brother. I want I want the best for him, but it's it is taxing. I do have to do it by myself. Moms and dad have sort of given up on him. I definitely don't want him to end up in any sort of an institution. I don't think that that's right. But it, it, yeah, it does, it does get tiring. Uh, constantly having to, you know, dealing with my own personal things, trying to deal with my work and, and my writing. I have a couple of books out. Also trying to make sure that David, takes care of himself, that he, you know, gets out of bed, that he bathes, that he actually eats, that he, you know, doesn't just let himself wither away, that he never hurts himself, that sort of thing. I, I don't want to make you tired, and I know you have other things going on, and that's why I want to talk to you about that stuff, because you don't have to go through that alone, just like you don't let me go through this alone. That is a good point, David. As you know, as a therapist, how important it is to have a support system. Do you have a support system? And you know that self-care comes first. You do have to take care of yourself before you can take care of David. Are you able to do that? I I take care of myself. I handle everything just fine. I am more than capable of doing it all. Then why why haven't you thrown all of Mark's shit out of the house yet? Why haven't I thrown all of Mark's shit out of the house? Why do yeah. I need to throw Mark's things out of the house? Because he's... That's just a task that I have better things to do. Uh-huh. I have a job. I have... I teach. I have to take care of you. I have to do this show with you. I have to go to therapy sessions with you now. I just haven't had time to pack up Mark's stuff. Do you want time to pack up Mark's stuff? Do I want time to pack yes. up Mark's stuff? Yes. I don't really want to think about Mark's stuff. Okay. I don't really want to think about Mark. Fair enough. 
Um, as far as mentioning caring for David, you mentioned making sure that he showers and yes. eats and everything. It can be taxing. Um, I've, been, I've been showering on my own lately. I was going to say, David, you mentioned that you'd like Elizabeth to be happy. So, Elizabeth, do you have some some small, manageable, achievable things for David that he could do day to the day that would ease the burden on he, you? He did um, – the walls of the basement – where he lives in my house, uh, after he burned down his trailer, were covered in feces. Yeah, I still don't remember doing it. He has cleaned that up. He still has his pile of fossilized feces that I can't quite get him to get rid of. I feel um, like there's something there. It's I want to trust David when I see progress, but it's he's so far into it that I just can't quite make myself believe that if I let him be that he won't do something that he won't backslide that he won't do something you know that he'll convince me that he's okay enough so that I will leave him alone and then that's when he'll decide to go off the deep end and you know hurt himself or someone else okay um is there a way you could do smaller things like not like he checks in with you or you say hey can you throw away the fossilized feces and then check in that he does I've asked him to throw that away several times. Uh, here a few weeks ago, he left the house without telling me. Got you a birthday cake. Took my car, didn't check in with me, didn't call me. I was absolutely worried sick about him. And he went to go get me a birthday cake. And it's very weird because the only time David has left the house in the last year is to go under his hidey hole under the porch. We'll come back to the hidey hole under the porch. Um, but David, hearing Elizabeth say all this, like, why did you know that she'd be concerned if you just took her car and left without telling I, her? Did it occur to you to? I didn't. I thought I was just doing a nice thing for my sister. I mean, it was it was our. I mean, our birthday. But I mean, it, my thought was it's her birthday. She needs a cake, and I knew a certain somebody whose last name she took uh, wasn't going to do it for her, and so I decided to get her a cake. But that's the thing, David. You don't think about stuff. You didn't think about the fact that you haven't left the house or left your trailer in over two years and that you suddenly not being there would freak me out. I get that. You didn't even leave a note. I didn't think it was going to freak you out, but now we're talking about- Why would you- How could you possibly not think that that would freak me out? I'm going to engage in some behavior that I have never done before, even though I am completely mentally unstable. I should maybe leave my sister a note. I was going to get you a cake- and Dave. now, now we're talking about leaving the house, going on a trip, you know. And, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, but you want to ride in the shower of a motorhome. I will drive. He wants to just be in the shower, like that's how he'll travel. Because he doesn't leave the house, and I'm supposed to just not worry when he's just suddenly not here. Okay. Uh. Well, David. Now. Hearing about how Elizabeth felt when you left the house, going forward, would you, will you say you got the urge to go get her flowers because someone whose last name she took won't do it? Would okay. you take a moment then and, and realize, hey, she would be upset and just could you just leave a note or send her a text message or? Well, I can't send her a text message because he I don't have a, have a cell phone. phone. Oh, oh, yes. But I could leave yeah. a note. I can yes. leave a note. That's and, That's fine. Okay. And then, then I'm going to go ahead and ask you, you know, as your homework, if you do that, if you do that again, you want to want to leave or do something unexpected, maybe just let her know. Okay, I can do that. So I can do that. Okay, um, let's talk about the hidey hole that you said you hide in under, so under the it's, porch. It's not a hidey hole. It is a hole that is there to lure mole people in, so I can get information on my wife. Okay, how big is this hole? It's it's about big enough for about two Davids. Wide, and it's about four and a half feet deep. Okay. Um, and did Elizabeth, were you aware that he was doing this at the time? Did did you ask with Elizabeth before you dug <laughs> dug your hole? That's not for hiding? It I, sounds like it's for hiding? I didn't. I didn't ask. It's another time when I couldn't find him, and I happened to look out the basement window here and just saw dirt flying out from underneath the porch. Have you ever been in the hole? I have. Why would I be in the hole, David? Like I said before, I looked under the porch. I know it's there. It. I mean, it's there to trap mole people. But at the same time, it's kind of nice in the summer under the porch where there's shade. You know what else is nice? 
on the porch where there's shade and a ceiling fan. Yeah, I love New Orleans, so I had a very southern style porch installed on the house a few years ago. It's a nice porch. It's wonderful. We it's drink a very lemonade. Nice it's porch. great. Well, I drink lemonade. David sits underneath the porch. I, I drink the lemonade sometimes he under does. the porch. He'll it's take good the lemonade. It's under good the porch lemonade. With him. It's really good lemonade. She makes it herself. Okay, uh, it's not like the powdered shit. It's the good, like it's from lemons and Meyer it, lemons. Yeah, Meyer lemons and a little bit of sugar and water, and that's it. And it's really good. Okay. Um, that sounds delicious. Um, David, you said you were, oh, I'm sorry, real quick, you guys are taking a trip together? Yes. Yeah, we're going to go to uh, Greece, Vietnam. Uh, we're going to drive through Wisconsin to get to Canada. We're going to go to New Jersey to see the flea circus. And we're going to go to uh, visit that, that one one person at the commune in, in, uh, in New England. I think it was Maine or Vermont or something. I think it was Vermont. It might have been Vermont. Did you guys plan this trip together, or how did you decide to take this trip? So I needed to get away, um, so I, I just took a few days to myself here a while back, and I, I actually bought an RV um, with uh, some of my um, some of my book money that I had set aside for a vacation that Mark and I were going to take that we're not going to take, so now I bought an RV, and... Uh, Thought maybe it might be a good way to get David out of the house. It's kind of like a trailer, which he feels safe in, but also yeah. it has wheels, so you know he can at least look out the window at things and mention the idea of going on a trip. And then he decided he thought he was going to go find Sheila, and now every time a new location gets mentioned, he thinks that it's going to get added onto this road trip. I don't know how he thinks we're going to drive to Greece and Vietnam, well, or to Canada via Wisconsin, for that matter. Well, you just have to find but, it. Well, Canada via Wisconsin, would be, you'd have to take a ferry. You or know. we could just go through Michigan. Yeah, but the guy said it was on the. she was on the Canada-Wisconsin border. But that's in the lake. I know it's in also, the lake. I'm that's why sure I'm saying that a ferry. Also, I'm pretty sure that guy was crazy. Just like... I guess we hindsight. The, have you listened to the show by any chance? Um, I'm sorry, I'm very busy. Um, it's a we a lot of really um, unstable people call in the show. Uh, they feed David delusions. It seems delusions. like lately they've been very unstable. But people. Um, the last couple episodes have been pretty tough. But I feel like it gives him something to do. Uh, gives him a good routine. I know that routine is very important for a lot of people, so we continue with it. But. He also has a tendency to believe a lot of the things that these very unstable people say. Which, but not, not like you could drive to Greece to Vietnam. Well, I didn't. I don't think you can drive there. I mean, we take the. We would take a boat with with the RV on the boat. I'm not like. I understand how physics work. You know, I mean, the buoyancy of the RV would go right into the water, and then we would drown. It's not going to work that way. You have to take a boat. Um, but yes. Uh, 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 Lately, it seems like the people calling in, especially the last couple episodes, have been unhinged. They haven't been any more unhinged than any of the previous episodes. David is just finally starting to, I hope, gain, be more in touch with reality. Yes, David, you did mention that you've been feeling confused lately. The yeah. Past couple of weeks. Like, I'm just not sure about these things anymore because these people are in the last few episodes have been nuts. Like that guy last week, he was just a huge piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Most of these people have been huge pieces of shit. <sighs> Only recently have you noticed how they treat me. You used to treat me that way. Like I was an idiot that didn't know anything. You're not an idiot. You're a doctor three times. I know that. So what changed? Is that true? Did you used to treat Elizabeth? I didn't think I did. Listen to some season one episodes of Freak of the Week. Okay. I guess, if so, what's, what shifted for you recently? Or can you pinpoint something? I mean, I didn't realize it changed. Uh, I guess that would be something you would have observed, though. Like, what changed? I honestly don't know. That's why we're talking to another doctor. But I'm I not, think I am too close to you to really no, understand. I mean, not what's changed just now. I mean, like the way I've treated you. How did that? When did that change? Um, I think it was right around the time you found out that Mark and I have been having problems. Hmm. David and Mark have never gotten along. He's an he's an asshole. Okay, um, why do you say that? Because he's an asshole. 
Um, he's rude, condescending. Um, he, when he, when, when he was home more, he would spend all that time in the garage, either making beer or just hanging out with strangers. Um, then he was on the show and he was, he made some sort of comment about cheating. And so, yeah, I just, I, I I never liked him, but I mean, yeah, I mean, he's not a good guy. So do you think that like protective instincts have kicked in? You felt protective? Right. I know, Elizabeth, I know you didn't really want to talk about Mark too much, so I will mm-mm. steer it away in a moment. I guess. I don't. Like, I don't. I don't think he's good for her. David, do you understand that all of the things that you just said Mark did or has done are literally all of the same things that you have done to me? He's just looking at me. It's yes, making me yeah. uncomfortable. Are you okay, I, David? Are you all right? I mean... Rude, condescending, using me, treating me badly. And I've tolerated it because he's my brother and because he's mentally ill and I have to take care of him. But it is what it is. Yeah. Elizabeth, you do sound um, very angry still. It sounds like you haven't forgiven him. I have forgiven him as much as I can. That, that's reasonable. Because sometimes the way you talk about him, like when you went on the RV trip, he could look out the window, like perhaps one would speak of a dog or... Well, that's because David doesn't go outside. It's not because I don't want him to. It's just that's the only way that I could get him to go out into the world. He doesn't get on the internet. He does not watch TV. He doesn't listen to the radio. He has no outside contact. So driving him around in an RV so he could look out the window, hopefully will at least remind him that there is an outside world out there. Okay. Okay. And um, all the medication he's taking, did you prescribe that to him? I did not. I am not. Again, I'm, I mean, I'm his sister. As you know, it'd be completely unethical. Yes, I was for me wondering, but if, him. unless he was seeing another therapist or psychiatrist, or he's seen several. I'm sorry, David. Does it? I'm sorry. We're not talking to you. We're talking about you. I apologize. Are you all right over there? You look slumped over and sad. I'm That's sorry. His normal stance. I'm. I'm sorry. You don't have to apologize. It's okay. Just I'm, checking no, in. No, I'm. I can't believe I, I treated you the same way as that fucking asshole. Do you think it's possible that that's why you dislike Mark so much? You see yourself in him? I dislike him because I don't like the way he treats you. And I it, I feel terrible that I, at any point, have done the same. Can you look back on the last couple of years and see that, though, if you think about it? Or are you just responding to me telling you that it's a thing that you did? Because I need you to realize that it is a thing that you did. No, I get that. And I'm I'm trying to look back and, and think about it, but it it's it's hard. And this is where Dr. Hastings comes in. Um, this is a complicated issue. Um you guys have a lot going on. It's hard with both of you here to really zoom in on something. I um, wanted you to talk to David alone, but he wanted me here because he always wants me there, even when he acts like he doesn't want me there. You're my counterpoint. <sighs> and you're my twin. Let's be real. It's it's clear that, you know, David feels very close to you. Um, you say this is a recent shift and he hasn't. What is there anything he can do that would help you forgive him? Or do you think you just need more time or... I feel like I have forgiven him. He just, he is who he is. It's me expecting him to change. It's just delusional on my part. That sounds less like forgiveness and just like acceptance. And if that's what you feel you need Isn't to do. Isn't that the same thing, essentially? Right. Um, acceptance, you are aware of the situation and you're living in it, but you're not really necessarily okay with it or you don't feel good about it. Forgiveness, you've sort of let go of the past. Um, I feel it sounds like you're still hanging on to some things, which... Makes sense if he's been treating you as badly as you say for as long. Um, if he switched just recently, that would be hard. And then it sounds like you have to worry about him a lot too. And David, it sounds like now that you're aware of this, maybe you can be more mindful of how you treat her and how your actions will affect her. I'm going to try. I am. Like I said, I'm going to start leaving notes if I leave. You know, and... 
David, I've been why trying. don't you tell Dr. Hastings about all of the uh, episodes of Freak of the Week since she hasn't actually watched it? All of the things that that he believes are real that I have had to sit through um, and try to rationalize. I mean, do you want me to start at the very beginning, or what do you want me to do? Uh, just whatever comes to your mind. Well, um, the first thing was the potty mouth ghost, I think, was our first episode. So Explain to her what a potty mouth ghost potty so, mouth ghost is. So a potty mouth ghost is the ghost of a child who was a, is an online gamer that starves to death, and so he they thinks spend... that these are real. <sighs> he thinks all of these things are real. And the next one was st- was sound vampires, the Stapula episode, mm-hmm. where these because he creatures... got a song stuck in his head that he couldn't get out for a week, so he decided that sound vampires were suddenly a thing. Then there was sent- sentient bong water, which is bong water that doesn't get cleaned out ever, and it becomes, becomes sentient. sentient. Yeah. Okay, that's because I made him go through his trailer and clean things out. And he was so sentimentally attached to Sheila's old bong that he thought that it had a personality and refused to throw it away. Then there was the catfish, which was the giant, like they were giant catfish that would pretend to date people. That's why he stopped using the internet. Aliens. Though everybody that called in was talking about illegal aliens instead of aliens from space, which was really annoying. Uh, the that shit- one was just something that he'd always been interested in. I mean, I still like aliens. And you, you believe aliens exist out there, I so. believe it's possible for them to. Mm, and you're backtracking a little bit there. I believe my exact words were, I believe it's possible. I believe it's more plausible that the infinite universe contains other life than that it doesn't. And I didn't necessarily believe that they'd ever visited Earth. Uh, there was the shit. You can check the tapes. The shithound. Okay, I, I get the gist. Oh, but there's more, like, uh, okay. nice guys, uh, which mm-hmm. Mark is definitely not one of those. Uh, the spider, which is... NSA spiders, uh, the avocado monster, uh, the vapor, which mm-hmm. is you know uh, pork lore. Oh, sorry, pork lore. I forgot. Um, uh, which is you have to yell that one. Yeah, uh, I don't know why. Aliens again, which still went off the rails because people don't want to talk about space aliens. Oh, podheads, uh, zombies from eating uh, detergent pods, um, animal weapons. Uh, also, PBS ghosts. Um, there was a very lovely woman wearing tinfoil in that one uh yeah as expert. she was one of our less crazy yeah. experts uh nutso the loch ness monster's uh brother uh the diaper gin the hibernator uh we had an episode that was all about psychic abilities uh the play-doh golem the year eater or the spode as as some would call it uh we had just kind of a call-in show about freaks the jabba duke the Squirrel Lord, Sentient Plastic, which you seem to be into the idea of the, of the world being changed by plastic. Well, yeah, plastic is a real problem. Right. I don't think that it's a sentient – I don't believe that it's a sentient being that is terraforming the planet Earth for an alien invasion right. like David does. But I think that plastic is a huge issue right. in the environment. Spring Boys, uh, the Berg Mac, and then things started to go off the rails with, with Parf the Magic Dragon – um, Why did things go off the rails apart from the magic dragon? What happened uh, there that makes you say that? The the, the expert was an idiot. Um, All of the experts have been idiots. Even the ones that have legitimate degrees have well, there was the, the been one so weird that gave you that all of that research. She you you seemed to really like her, even though you didn't believe her. I liked her well enough, but I still. Anyway, you didn't answer the question. What was the question again? I don't even remember. Oh, what changed for? For Parf. Parf the Magic Dragon. Par- Parf. Percolator um, the Magic Dragon. Well, um, he just didn't seem like he. He well, he was like a fanboy. Of this thing, and everyone that called in, like, they didn't, they just didn't make sense. Part of the Magic Dragon turned out to be a drug lord. Okay. Yeah, some douchey guy. And it was just all, it, none of it made sense, and, like, I just couldn't understand. But why, I think she's asking, why is this any stranger than literally everything that you just named off that also made no sense? 
I thought they did make sense. Okay. Well, you know, while some of those are out there, very unique, um, as you touched on with the plastic episode, those are all based on actual issues. You know, plastic is an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, Becoming sentient might not be um, part of it, but everything's based on that. So maybe you're moving away from the grandiose thing into more just actual issues. I don't know. Um, well, do you, Elizabeth, I'm curious, why do you appear on this um, podcast? You seem to very much feel very negatively towards it. Part of it is because I didn't want David interacting with all of these people on his own okay. without supervision. I didn't think it would be very good for his mental health. Uh, partially, he, you know, I, I, I provided a, a counterpoint um, yeah, you're point counterpoint, and I tried to. You're you're a great counterpoint. Put, you know, science and logic and reason, uh, and into these ridiculous theories that everyone has to try to. I was trying to help David. I was trying to help our callers. I was trying to help our experts. I was trying to just so be there. You were looking out for him. Yes. Okay. And David, do you feel that doing this podcast freak of the week is is good for you? Do you think that helps you? I I think so, and I think it helps people, and I... I think it feeds delusions. I think it's important that we discuss these things and figure out what's going on, and that's why I like having you on there as a counterpoint, because, you know... Even though you you never believed me and constantly belittled me. I know you get frustrated because... I wasn't even allowed to speak in the first segment for the first several episodes. Well, that was a format thing, you know. But He didn't give me a chair. I had to bring my own chair <sighs> to his trailer. And then when I did get a chair, it was a green beanbag chair. Those are very comfortable. Yeah. Well, not when the microphone is three feet above your head because, you know, they're squishy, you sink, and they're squeaky, so you, I couldn't move. So, David, is there a reason why she... Um, did not get a chair. I guess I was jealous. I guess you know you had you had a husband have a husband a husband that you don't like. No, but you have someone. My wife is gone right now. You ha- you have your doctorates. I have. I don't. That's because you, you gave have, up on them. You have books. I don't. You have so much imagination. You could totally write a book. I'm just saying. Or five. I, I, I'm just saying that, that that I think is why I was so mean to you then. So it sounds like, I mean, you'd get her a chair now, right? It sounds of course. like you're more aware and mindful. I would, yeah, I would give her a chair. Elizabeth, do you believe his reasoning for not giving you a chair? Maybe. Do you think that doing Freak of the Week is helpful for him? He's, um, you said you did it to look out for him, and as a therapist, you've been watching him for the past. It, uh, I think that it was helpful for him. In a, in many ways, he, prior to doing the show, you know, he was almost institutionalized. Moms and dad had completely given up on him. He didn't eat. He didn't sleep. He didn't leave the couch. He didn't shower. He just, just kept doodling Sheila all over the walls, all over the floor, all over himself. Um... So once he started doing Freak of the Week, he actually started interacting with other people, uh, most of them also crazy, but at least he was talking to other people. He was getting up off the couch and, and moving around, and still he still wouldn't leave the trailer, but he was being more human. Okay, and do you think that's still the case? Because some of the men- issues you mentioned about the not showering or going out and almost I've, being institutionalized, I've you re- mentioned as a recent thing, too. I'm sorry, I apologize. No, I just started showering again on my own. I cleaned off the walls. I've left the house. I want to go on this trip. So I think it has slowly gotten better. 
I mean, he definitely had enthusiasm uh, in, in all of the episodes until recently. So seeing him actually get excited about something, however ridiculous it was, was nice because at least he was having emotions again. Yes, because it must be difficult to watch him hurt and be sad and lost. Of course. Um, I do worry about you, though. You say you can handle everything and do it all, and it's very kind of you to look out after him. But, I mean, you do know you do need a support system. So yeah, I do hope you have someone that you can sort of vent to. You can, if you want to vent to me, you can. I would not recommend that. Exactly. I'm just saying, you're there for me. I should be there for you. I don't think you can handle it, though, David. You're not, just not able to. And she might not want to vent to you to spare your feelings. You know, um, she might be upset. Like, sometimes coworkers get upset with each other. They complain to another coworker. They get it out. They mm-hmm. still love the coworker. They still want to work together. So maybe it's something like that, David. It's not necessarily a slight to you if she doesn't want to come to you with everything. And I get the impression, again, Elizabeth, I'm sorry to encroach, but she seems like a very um, private person. So if she does share anything with you, you should feel very happy because she's opened up to you. She's chosen to open up to you. Okay. David, you seem very discouraged. Is is there anything I just, troubling you? or? Well, I mean, I feel bad i feel confused you know about all of this you're you're asking whether the show is good for me i don't want to stop doing the show okay i i don't and you know you're asking elizabeth you know what she gets out of the show i don't want her to stop doing the show i i don't i don't know how the show would work without her there and i don't mean that because of the fact that she's my legal guardian or that she's my sister but because She's an important part of the show. Okay, then I think, I mean, it's fine if you want to continue. If you're both happy continuing. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't, David, would you like, think this might help you? I have um, something I do with some of my patients. We all have different parts. Mm-hmm. And so some of our parts can be related to animals. So sometimes okay. um, I was wondering if you want to pick, pick maybe an animal. Oh, she has a deck of cards here. Yes, it's my spirit animal. Just pick and read a little bit about it and see if it just resonates with you. Do I randomly pick one or do I look and pick Um, one? Well, for the sake of time, it's really up to you, but, you Um, know, I guess. I'm going to randomly pick. Randomly pick, okay. Whatever calls out to me. Whatever calls out to you. This one, this one. Yeah. It's a deck of cards that... Spirit guides. Spirit guides. It's It's slightly unconventional. It's just, it's not... Hard science. Just wonder if it resonates with you. Okay. It says polar bear. Okay. And it says stand up for yourself and speak your truth respectfully and compassionately with no attachment to outcome. Oh, how does how does that make you feel? Um, good. That sounds like a great one for you. It sounds yeah. like you can relate to a lot of the things on there. No attachment to the outcome. That's the hard part. Maybe that's the reason I've been so confused with these last couple episodes. Is that, you know, I I want all of these things to be real. But maybe we should just go in not knowing either way. And be okay if it's real or if it's not real. I'm fairly certain none of it is real. How does thinking... No attachment to the outcome, Elizabeth. That's your card, not my card. Okay, you draw a card then. How does that make you feel, the thought of going in with no attachment? You can rifle through and choose a card. I mean, it feels feels weird, but at the same time, I mean, you know, as someone who is 90% of the way through a doctorate, I understand that idea and the scientific principles behind that. So... I mean, maybe it's something I need to try to do. Maybe, and it, it can just be for a while. You can just do it for one or two episodes and see how that feels. Right. And then go from there. Yeah. I think that's great, Elizabeth. I see you chose a card. I have a card. Did you hmm. pick it yourself or randomly? Randomly. Okay. Rattlesnake. The experiences that you're presently going through are an initiation into fulfilling your purpose as a healer. Wow. That is also very interesting. Great. You don't sound thrilled. It's okay if that doesn't resonate with you. Why? Why is why? Why don't you like the rattlesnake? 
Why don't I like the rat? Because basically it just told me that this is all I am, is a caretaker. A healer and a caretaker are two different things, I think. Because a healer's job will be done. I don't think if someone's healed. Just a caretaker. That's unfortunate, because that's what I am. Draw a different card, then. (sighs) Whatever's on top. That's going to be polar bear. That's polar bear. (laughs) That doesn't work. I thought I shuffled them. All right. Draw that card. What does that say? This one says gorilla. There you go, gorilla. Take the time to listen compassionately to those you love, especially your family members. Again. I'm destined to just take care of you, and I'm <laughs> laughing because I can't. It's just draw, draw another card. You did to process the ridiculousness draw, draw of my an- life. Draw another card. Draw you did mention card. that you can do it all every day. I mean, I do feel that is something <clears throat> that you've put on yourself. Well, um, the cards agree. Clearly, draw, draw another one. Maybe it'll be different. Let's see. What do we got this time? A falcon. Oh, see, that sounds awesome. Act on the opportunity that's before you and commit to it without equivocation. There you go. How do you feel about that one? I don't know what that means. It does not resonate. So that's fine. The cards don't work for everyone. So, um... I don't know. Polar bear really worked for me. I don't know why. Well, probably because you're more susceptible to that kind of thing than I am. To polar bears? To philosophy. I do question okay. you being upset about being a healer when your profession is being a therapist. Um, I mean, if that's the case, perhaps you should maybe look for something that you still find fulfilling if you no longer I find. I do find being a healer fulfilling. I just... Also having to... When, when I feel like no matter what I do, nothing ever gets better. A lot of my patients have breakthroughs. Um, they don't need to come see me nearly as often. Uh, but that's, you know, that's a but good thing. Which is good, yes. Yeah. But with you, it's it's never ending. I feel like it doesn't matter what I do, you just get worse. I cleaned the... I've been getting... I feel like, even though I'm confused, I feel like I cleaned the walls off. He still believes Sheila was abducted by mole people. Well, yeah. And he's upset that he's getting better. Are you upset that you're... Not, do you consider con- yourself getting better, I guess? I'm confused. Okay. And... I I know I have issues, and one of them was the inability to leave the house, and that is definitely improving. And I I know I've been treating you better lately. I I feel terrible that I treated you poorly before, but I I know that I've been treating you better lately. So even if we don't agree on all the things going on in my life, I think there are things that are getting better with me. Wouldn't you agree with that? I think so, yes. Okay. So, I mean, are we are we good? Yeah, sure. One therapy session, we're all good. I'm not oh, See, now you're you're, you're being I don't mean the, I mean like I think he's asking if you're willing to work on things with him, if you're open to him changing and I've going through this journey. Or do you feel like it's too much? And then in that case, what other options can you explore? I don't know. That's what you're here for. Well, would you – you said that you don't want him to go to an institution. David, would you like to go no. somewhere away from Elizabeth? You want to stay with Elizabeth? I, I – yeah. Okay. I mean, she's my sister. And, yeah, even if I wasn't, you know, deemed – you know, unable to take care of myself, even if she wasn't my legal guardian, I would want to be by her side. I mean, we came into this world together. Side by side. So Two um, different wombs, but the earth itself, the world itself, together. Elizabeth, do you think that if you reached out to, you said, moms or dad, that they would... I mean, you said they've checked out, but if you contacted them and said, hey, you know. Papa Terrence actually called the show a while back and just was himself. He came in, dropped some compliments, and then left because that's how he handles things. He's one of those just very just like, hey, you're doing great, kiddo. And then I don't see him for six months. 
Moms both are just tired, understandably. Um, well, you know. So are you. So are they willing to share the burden? Not that you're a burden, David, but share the time of your care. They're not. They They think that he should just be institutionalized until he gets all better and that, you know, it'll be fine. They don't understand how much work it takes. You can't just fix somebody overnight. Sounds like you really wish that you could, though. Of course I do. Struggling for a while. Well, um, your time is about up. Yeah. So okay. Um, I would love to see both of you again. I'm very deeply worried about you. Um, Elizabeth, feel free if you want to get counsel somewhere else or individual sessions. I understand. Um, I'm sorry that you hate all my spirit animals. (laughs) Don't hate your spirit animals. I just don't do spirit tarot cards or whatever they are. That's fair. I'm polar bear. Freak of the Week was created by me, David Hickman. Apparently, Elizabeth Marin is a character played by Amanda Davila. <laughs> right. Next, you're going to tell me that I'm played by an actor, too. Our special guest this week was Katie Brissick. Look, I know I've been off lately, but I think I would know if my doctor was an actor. Seriously. And now they want me to plug her other podcast? <laughs> yeah, there's no way I'm going to tell you she's on Attack of the Snack. The Freak of the Week theme was created by David Box Mullen. Artwork by Nick Mataragas. Freak of the Week was produced by Nick Mataragas and David Box Mullen. <laughs> produced. Freak of the Week is a Memoriam Development production distributed by the DBMPE. Nefkari Stoya, yeah. Development. Ooh.